Welcome back to Snell Nation. Sir Thomas here. What I, and what I wanted to do was to just have a conversation. Of course, it'll be, well, I guess more of a monologue. <laughs> but um, I just was thinking back to um, the year 2020. And, you know, th- there are certain moments. And I believe it had a profound effect on a lot of people, some for better, some for worse. Um, but it did have an impact. It did leave an impression. And for me, there are a couple of key moments um, that I guess that pushed me in a particular direction. Now, leading up to uh, to 2020, you know, I I wasn't as vocal as I am now. Um, just about some of my some of my my thoughts and some of my opinions. Um, I would occasionally talk about um, some race relations stuff, um, uh, especially when um, uh, Black Lives Matter started to take off uh, 2013, 2014. Um, during the time that Obama was in office, I'd voice my opinion here and there. And a lot of times, you know, I would I would be just kind of shoot away. You know, and, and I would just say, huh, OK, fine. You know, and I would just move on. Um, but the events of 2020, I found myself, you know, just looking at myself in the mirror and just wondering, you know, uh, a lot, a lot of questions, uh, some profound, I, I guess, at least for me. <laughs> um, but just looking in the mirror and thinking like, you know, am, am I proud of the reflection that, I, that I'm looking at? You know, and, and do I feel like I'm doing the most I, I, I can or making the most of each moment and or, or trying to help people or help my community in, in some way, shape or form? Um, and, and some of those moments, I'm sure a lot of you may recall. Um, and, and what sparked this was um, I had some memories pop up on on Facebook. You know, how about that? Facebook is in the conversation uh, again. But uh, some memories popped up from June of 2020, um, early June. And there was uh, one in particular where I took a picture outside of a, uh, a particular store um, that sells uh, like hunting equipment, fishing equipment and firearms. And this was where I actually purchased, made my first private purchase um, uh, of a firearm just for myself. And I, I fired, uh, you know, rifles and things like that in the past, but I never owned one for myself up until that point. But it was just a couple of big moments from um, going from May and, you know, May into June where I felt like I had to take extra steps to protect myself, protect my family. Um, that sort of thing. Now, um, I actually shared that old memory and I threw some, some text in there to just kind of frame it for anyone who could see it, you know, to say, why is this guy posting this random picture he took by a store? Um, but there were two videos that I, that I stumbled upon on YouTube. It's hard to find them now. I try to go back. Um, and one, uh, one in particular involved a one of those quote unquote mostly peaceful protests, mostly peaceful anarchy or whatever, whatever. And it was in Chicago, 
you know, which is crazy, right? Because, you know, Chicago always has it together that that mayor, uh, Lori Lightfoot, she's on she's on top of everything. You know, it's it's, it's a peaceful place. It's a utopia. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so mostly peaceful, mostly fiery protests um, in Chicago. And there's police there and they have, you know, um, they're they're trying to uh, block off like City Hall and and that sort of thing and, and some other federal buildings. And someone starts fighting with one of the police officers. Uh, I mean, you know, stop me if you heard this before. But they start throwing rocks and and frozen. Uh, they had bottles of uh, water that were frozen into blocks of ice. And they put screws in there and all kinds of stuff. They're throwing those at cops. And then it just starts, it turns to an all-out brawl. I mean, it, it was a street fight. It was something that, you know, I've seen in maybe movies. But it's nothing that... I ever thought I would see in my lifetime and I'm only 38 years old. Um, but it was just so just, just visceral and just the, you could, of course, with all of our HD and 4k ultra videos and, and, and capabilities that we have on a lot of our camera phones, you know, you were able to get just a clear picture of just facial expressions. And that's what, that's what did it for me. You know, there was there was all the violence and the mayhem, but you could see the people. And what I saw was a lot of just normal people. They had normal jobs. You know, they, they worked at they were bank tellers and, and teachers and plumbers and um, some may, maybe even military personnel. You know, they just had normal jobs, normal lives, they had families, friends, all that kind of stuff. But when they came together as a. Um, as a group to protest, which then turned into a mob. Um, it, I felt like I was watching maybe the nature channel or like I was watching a bunch of pack animals. And the second one person started fighting the police, one police officer, then a dozen started fighting other police officers. And there's something, you know, people, today like to do the whole like you know man men and women are exactly the same blah 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 no 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 we're not we complement each other yes um but we're very different biologically the way we respond to each other um uh just the way we react to each other i mean it's 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 different and what when i watch this when i stop what you know the point where i had to stop watching it was when I saw two female police officers who were white just just getting pummeled and one being dragged by her hair and her and her uniform away from uh, four other officers because they were like pushing people and they weren't paying attention. Well, because they were focused on other things and she's getting dragged away and just getting beaten. And and it, and once again, it's the violence is just just brutal the absolute rage but it's just when you when you could see their faces on the camera footage and you could see like some some people were smiling in that in those groups and as they're throwing stuff and and as they're hurting another human being possibly killing this person and and you still you don't see i couldn't see anyone saying stop what are you doing you know this person might have a family. This person is a person, you know, nothing. And and when you see that aggression 
and you see that aggression between two men, it's still impactful, but it still seems like a possible outcome. You know, hey, yeah, okay, I, I could see that 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 was bound to happen sooner or later. But when you throw, you know, and you know, call me sexist, you wouldn't be the first person to call me that, and I really don't care. But when you see when a man sees a woman in distress it activates something. I mean, that's, that's just, we're talking about biology. We're talking about stuff that's written in us. That's been there since forever. <laughs> but when I saw that, I just, I looked and I saw so many people that just did not care, did not care, you know, no justification. There was no, um, there was no true cause or, or anything like that. It was just violence for the sake of violence and then attacking the maybe the smallest individual that maybe a little bit away straight away from the herd. And that's where I'm getting that, you know, why I'm using that phrasing of um, uh, uh, pack animals. It was very predatory is what is what it looked like. And whether you think that police brutality is this epidemic, which it's not, and I can provide the numbers that disprove it, those that believe that it is. But even if you think that's the case, but to, to put that to put that target and that, that stigma on every police officer to the point where you you know people were trying to justify just just assaulting and stabbing and shooting, you know, law, law enforcement officers. You know, when I saw that that video, you know, that's that was when, you know, I started to to step back and look at the year twenty twenty and, and and think about this decade. And reach that determination like this isn't just another decade. This isn't just another, you know, overblown um, psychotic episode over the shooting of a um, possibly justified shooting of a um, a lot of times it's it's a it's a black criminal, um, you know, but that's that's here and there. Um, but this was different. This was very, very different. And that was one. And then uh, this was maybe a week or two later. Um, there were protests um, in Atlanta and in another location, New York City, might have been Philadelphia. And of course, you know, protests, uh, which then devolves, devolves into, you know, um, arson and looting and, and murder and assaults and robbery and, you know, all types of just villainy. And here we go again. There was a traffic jam on one of the highways. Some of the people that were still trying to work near downtown, they were trying to get home and there was a traffic jam. There was a car accident or something. And someone had their camera phone on from their car and you see just once again, people acting like pack animals, predatory pack animals, just moving through and attacking some of the people that were just sitting in their cars. And it was the, it was the most brutal thing. And, and I only watched, you know, maybe a minute or so of it, maybe a little less, but it was enough to see just these groups of people swarming on the, on the, on this highway and just beating the crap out of people that were like, there were instances where people, they were just sitting in their cars. They were just trying to get home 
and they were getting dragged out of their cars and pummeled. And I when I and I saw that, and once again, it's the violence is is just visceral, and and the rage, and I mean, it's unbelievable. But with these these amazing camera phones we have here. When you see these people, you see their faces, you see the crowd, you know, most of them weren't wearing masks or whatever, because, you know, people like to play that game with uh, in 2020 with, you know, lockdown protests are bad. They're, they're spreading their super spreader events. Wait, they're they're uh, social justice, uh, racial justice protests. So that's perfectly fine, you know, but most of them weren't wearing masks. So you can get a good look at their facial expressions and the facial expressions give away so much it tells you a lot a great deal which is why one of the main reasons why i've hated all this mass stuff and not being able to see other people's faces not being able to see that lower section of their face and you still could see um people that were like smashing cars and stuff and the people were still sitting in their cars you know robbing people on the highway all that stuff was going on and so many of them just had this look of glee, like like it was an opportunity. And we saw this in uh, Santa Monica, California, when there was protests there. Um, but they strategically broke off into three sections to divide up the police. And then they swept through and started robbing all the stores. They did the same thing in Chicago, they did the same thing in New York, Philadelphia, Oakland, Atlanta, Dallas, Houston, Austin, you know, Cleveland. <laughs> A little bit in Cleveland. It was light in Cleveland. But it still happened. And you, you see that pattern and you see just how easy it is or just how fragile the society is and how easy they, they can be. They can just be pushed into just this absolute madness. And then seeing all the the, uh, the celebrities and all their tweets and stuff in in June and, and uh, Facebook posts and all that stuff and the things they were saying as they stayed in the, you know, their Hollywood Hills mansion gated community with private security far, far away where they're protected. Well, at the same time, I mean, they're just constantly, you know, eat the rich, all that stuff, which was really confusing because they're, they're rich. Um, just 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 saying very, very hateful things. And all that stuff, it stuck with me. I, I have a pretty solid memory to begin with, um, but there were so many moments. I mean, just, you know, even from these celebrities, I don't want to throw any, any names out there, but uh, there were quite a few black celebrities that said things in June that, like, you would think would, would be counted as, like, a form of treason or something or inciting a riot. Statements that they made that may have caused the deaths of, of numerous people, because don't don't forget that dozens of people died and all those George Floyd justice for Floyd protests, people died at those protests or going to those protests or leaving those protests or protecting their businesses from all the crazy people that were at the protests that decided to say, hey, here's our chance to just go rob some stores and get a new PlayStation five or you know, well that wasn't out yet some new sneakers or, or, or whatever and the people were getting shot and stabbed and, and attacked and all that stuff you know and all those moments it just it, it just stuck with me and then of course we had um the three i think uh funerals for 
for uh, Mr. Mr. Floyd and and um, just the grandstanding and everything that our politicians were doing. And when they wore those those African cloths, you know, and Nancy Pelosi's kneeling, wearing her her little daishiki cloth or whatever it was, um, not even knowing what the patterns represented on the cloth or anything like that. And no one questioned that. No one really challenged it and just acted like it was normal. And and that's another big thing that stuck with me. Just seeing um, dozens and dozens of cities. Um, there were some YouTube videos I did well before YouTube did there kind of hit me um, in the fall of last year. Um, but I had a couple videos just covering just all these cities that were on just just melting down that were just being just destroyed. Um, and I think I got up to 44 cities, if I'm, I think about 44, 46 cities. And people just acted like that was just normal. We're so wrapped up in all the COVID stuff and all the, 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 uh, the fear-demic mania, you know, that they didn't, they just couldn't step back for a second and pause and look around and see like, oh my goodness, the whole country is just collapsing <laughs> around us. To the point where, it, it, and it and it's done in such a way where it feels like it's it's intentional or, you know, it, it's some it's following some sort of glide path or something, you know. Maybe we should ask questions. Maybe I don't know. Somebody should speak up about that. No, not so much. We just had people in politics, people on the left, you know, that were doing their their grandstanding and all that good stuff, and then you had people on the right that were doing their grandstanding, and then you had a lot of them that weren't doing anything. Um, they just step back and just let things sort of just dissolve. And, you know, I, and I'm talking to you, Tim Wheeler, um, out in uh, out in Portland. You know, the fact that you can be the be the mayor. And this was these the actions of our political officials stuck with me. You had, you know, like Tim Wheeler out in Portland, where his city can just descend into absolute anarchy for over 100 days. Recall? Nope. A handful of people protest. They got a couple signatures, but nope. Nothing. Hmm, no. <laughs> no. Nothing at all. You know, uh, you go to Chicago with Lori Lightfoot, who, you know, will divert police from protecting citizens in their low-income communities or in the south side of Chicago, and she'll have them um, block off the entire block, the entire street that her house is on. The second people talked about protesting and and signing, uh, uh, putting together a petition to try and you know recall her or get her kicked out, she diverted almost the entire the entire CPD to look after her and her family. Meanwhile, the residents, her constituents, they're they're getting shot up left and right, and I'm sure everyone's seen those numbers, just dozens and dozens of shootings. You know, I mean, the things that you'll see something on the news about a mass shooting and, you know, everyone will just solely focus on that. And yes, it's a horrific thing. But if you look at Chicago, it's like a that's like a Saturday. I mean, even on Mother's Day, I think there were 26 shootings on Mother's Day, Mother's Day weekend. But nope, nothing. And the she's still there. She's still the mayor. No one, no one cares. No one. I mean, people make little jokes and statements here and there, but yeah, it was just the whole thing was treated like it's just 2020. Just the 
the lack of um, curiosity and the masses, another thing that stuck with me, just to, to watch as, you know, you see all this safety theater going on or people putting plastic and and wrapping things up like crazy. Meanwhile, we have our political officials. You have the Nancy Pelosi going to get her hair done. You have Lori Lightfoot going to get her hair done. You, you know, you have Gavin uh, Newsom on California, you know, having big, expensive dinners with lobbyists and, and, and some of his uh some of his buddies and that kind of stuff, you know, 12, 13, 14 people, you know, they had family over people throwing parties, you know, that mayor in San Francisco, like she did the same thing as Gavin Newsom, you know, and they're just no mass, nothing. But you still have people freaking out. If I'm when I was jogging in the park and I didn't have a mask on, you know, it was, it was the most ridiculous thing, but all of that stuff, all of it, is what showed me just how fragile it all is. And there was a point where, you know, I wasn't naive and, oh, hey, like, yes, there, you know, we're all human beings and we're all susceptible to a lot of things. And if we're put under a great deal of uh, sustained pressure in a depressed state, things can go crazy. But I just didn't think it would all, it, it could happen in a year. You know, I know it took more than a year to get us here, about 20 years of just priming and prepping. Um, but it just feels like it, it just happened so fast. And it felt so obvious. And when the uh, the media tried to play up the shooting of Ahmaud Arbery, um, which uh, uh, the black guy who was uh, jogging in work boots miles and miles away from his home and wandering through a home under construction, looking very suspicious for whatever reason, and then you had the crazy neighbors who decided to, to uh, try and chase them down into a citizen's arrest. Well, the media played that up so heavily that when I saw it, I'm like, I, I think they're trying to start some sort of a race war or something because the media, every single network will not stop talking about this and all the video and all the different angles. And they're pushing one set narrative about this. Um, and this was in February. And then it started to die down. And I thought, oh. Okay, well, they, the guys are have been arrested, and, and it looks like justice is being served. I guess we can move on. No. Then it's like, okay, you know, it, and this is what it felt like to me. my Just my opinion, my observation. The Ahmaud Arbery thing just didn't quite pan out. Um, so, you know what? Here's George Floyd's situation where we, we want you to see, you know, from 13 different angles in, you know, an HD, you know, 4K Ultra super zoom in everything, you know, perfectly crystal clear from, you know, 50 different cell phones, this guy get murdered. And then the media played it up like crazy. And then when the protest started, I mean, human, human, basic human psychology, you know, as individuals, we're very intelligent. We're very reliable. We're, we're, we're good. You put us in a large group and you get us worked up and spun up and then you let us loose. You know, you keep us locked up in our homes for weeks and weeks on end, you know, with, with nothing to do, no way to channel our frustrations. You get a bunch, uh, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 million of us unemployed uh, with no real prospects or motivations or, you know, purpose. And then you throw out this thing, you know, this death and then you play it up like, you know, it's the end times 
Then you also have the doctors support a bunch of like hundreds of thousands of people going out for these quote unquote peaceful protests while demonizing the individuals protesting the lockdowns who were all wearing masks uh, mostly. So you, you create this perfect storm of just absolute just can't. I mean, it was it was it was bound to happen. You know, it could not have ended any other way because all all the all the pieces were in place. The same thing with uh, what happened on January the 6th, but it, hey, I'm talking about 2020, so I'll stick with 2020. So that's just some of it that, you know, the things that stuck with me in, in 2020. And just the, the, the big thing is just seeing just how fragile society is and how easy it is for people to be, um, I want to say pushed, but I mean, some people just kind of just followed some breadcrumbs and just strolled into madness. And here we are now. We're dealing with, I would say we're dealing with the aftermath, but technically we're still in it in 2021. So that was just something, just some, some of my thoughts about 2020. And, you know, and I know some people are probably thinking, hey, it's 2021. You know, that's that's yesterday's news. You need to get over it. You know, just, yeah, this is. This is the normal now, the new normal now. Just uh, stop thinking about it. But I'm sorry. It just it was too impactful. Too many historical things happened in 2020. Like, I don't know, the greatest upward transfer of wealth in human history that no one still cares about, which that's a conspiracy theory. No, that there's the, the information's there. You it, Trillions, trillions of dollars. I don't. <sighs> but yeah. <laughs> We saw the increased power in, in Congress and in, in the Federal Reserve. We've seen uh, mayors and governors turn into um, kings and queens over their individual kingdoms, just ruling over their people with an iron fist from coast to coast. But, eh, you know, that's just another day, I guess. So those are just my thoughts. And, uh, hey, let me know some of your thoughts. Just, you know, how 2020 impacted you? You know, what were some of the big moments that that maybe shook you? Maybe made you become more vocal or less vocal? I'm curious. Please feel free to send me a message through the Anchor app or uh, drop me a uh, some feedback and, and a review through Apple Podcasts. Or you can even catch me on LinkedIn. I also have the Snell Nation Facebook page up. And the Instagram page is up. Um, I tried Twitter, uh, but uh, I've, I've been banned from Twitter since <laughs> early this year. So, yeah, they, they said no. Um, but there are plenty of ways you can contact me. So I'm not a hard man to find. All right. You guys enjoy your evening. Snell Nation out.